This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by our bannermen, Lord Jason of House Ross, Lady Amanda of House Richardson, Lord Adam the Young Bull of House Parker, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, Sandy the Dragon, Blood of Queen Daenerys, and Lady of Jameson, Lord Brett of House Fry, Sir David of House Fraser, Lord Nelson of the Long Isle, Sir Joshua of House Ross, Lady Liz of House Hendricks, Sir Matthew of House Perry. Welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we are talking uh, Sansa 2 of A Clash of Kings. And in our Maester study, we will be discussing House Hollard. Yeah, Sir Dauntus of House Hollard. Is it Sansa's Florian? We'll find out. Uh, mm. Today, as we're, mm. as, we're talk- as we're talking Sansa 2, maybe not so much. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about Sir, Sir Dantas of House Hollard, man. I mean, yeah. and again, some more of these tiny houses that play into the bigger picture. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we covered him a little bit. So, uh, when we get there, it'll be a refresher. And I think this time I'll maybe extend it and take us and, and really, uh, talk about the device that he is in this series because he's really used later on as more of a, a plot device type of thing. Well, his, his house and, and, and right, so. right. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. So Ezra, how you doing, man? Uh, doing well, doing well, actually, uh, getting some things done. I feel, I feel, I feel actually really productive and gosh, I don't know. We, we, we've been doing, (laughs) does it not seem like every six months we say the phrase, like we've been doing some behind the scenes work. I know (laughs) it's because we always are. You and I always are. It's it's all we we do. Yeah. It's all, it's all we do. But yeah, we've been on, uh, we've been on YouTube a lot more. So come check, uh, be sure to come check us out on YouTube. We've, God, we posted a theory just about every day last week. So yeah, um, you know, while we, while we got the extra time, we're cranking out some extra work. Yeah, yeah, and and that theory may be, you know, it's it's funny. It's just one I've always thought about, and and I know some people take issue with it, but uh, I like it. I like thinking about it, and I like trying to find. You know, if if you try to find something, the the books have been out for so long. It's one of those things. It's very hard to go back and and now even later, even the guys who have been around for years theorizing on Reddit and stuff, it's hard to come up with something new and to really think outside mm-hmm. of the box and find something that no one has either thought of or take something and, and do sort of a new twist with it. Uh, and I'm talking about just things that have happened in the book, not really looking forward or, or speculating because I think there's still a lot of that that you can do in Winds of Winter. So uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of proud of it. I think it's 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 unique and I think it's it's different. Um, so, so I yeah, think it's hopefully. true. So I, okay, you know, well, there, there you go. <laughs> well, there you go. No, I, I hope friends will uh will, will go check it out and and uh, give it a listen. It's a four part uh series that we have, and and really you have to kind of stick around until part three, uh, mm-hmm. and, and listen to us really talk about. Uh, if if you listen to our Patreon episode, you kind of already know where where we went with that whole theory, um on some on some children who maybe you know possibly lived, but. Yeah, it's it's that's that's exciting, I guess. Um, you know, there and so we're looking forward to doing more of those. I think uh, Sir Matt said we're going to have a another Green Dream coming out, a pretty cool one mm-hmm. actually, one that I've never uh, never thought about. Yeah, you want to talk? You want to talk about new and original? Yeah, this is pretty new and original. Found this uh, yeah. 
theory floating around there the other day and I was like, Oh my God, we got to talk about this. So we're going to, so we're going to do that on, um, Patreon, kind of our extended edition green dream, uh, episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think that'll be fun. So new stuff coming there and then, uh, and then another, you know, deeper, uh, secret, secret projects and, uh, it feels good to be thinking about those things. Uh, and it's good because I remember around this time or it was about a month ago, um, maybe a month and a half ago, I was talking about all of the conventions that I would be at or that I would be going to. They've been canceled. Things have been moved yeah. around. So it's like, you know, uh, got to do something, right? I mean, we we, we uh, take that time. And since that, that opportunity didn't um, pan out, we're, we're now trying to elevate the show even more and, and just do more fun stuff and interact with you guys in different ways. So, you know, it, if you would, I mean, are we trying to get to a certain level of you know subscribers on YouTube? Yeah, come on now, let's <laughs> take some time, you know, uh, and and roll over there to, to to YouTube. So yeah, you know, I mean, we're just just taking advantage of the fact that we just you know, hey, I mean, we got we got a lot more time right now. You know, I've been on Twitch a lot lately, uh, so. I mean, if you are looking for something to do uh, because there's, you know, nothing to do currently, well, you know, we're over here. We're over here just uh, cranking out as much content as we possibly can. Well, so, you know, we've, some people in Facebook were in our Facebook group are saying, we're like, thank you. You know, just like so we can get like I'm watching this every day. It's like, all right, well, then we're going to keep we're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep doing it. Yeah. And, and here's a, something else. We, we've had people in the past, right? Manifesto level um you know cool cool like theories and stuff so if you're sitting on something like that or, or you want to polish it up you know and you want it right on the show or you want us to highlight it and and uh you know talk about your theory or your thoughts make sure you send those in because we, we we would love to do that we, we'd be even willing to do a whole you know kind of show uh centered around you know some of that stuff whether it's on youtube or even just like a you know follow-up friday eventually or something so those are all yeah. still on the table yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. So, uh, all right, as well, uh, I want to dive into the Maester study a little bit here. Talk about House Hollard. Yeah, so uh, Sir Sir, uh, Sir is an uh, interesting fella. Um, and this house, is it's just kind of sad. You know, we, we've, we've talked about it before um, in, in that he was the kind of the, the, the last surviving son of Sir Stephen Hollard, right, who had died. Uh, and, and he's a member, he's the only surviving member of House Hollard. Uh, so and they're close allies with House Darklin. Um, he's known for, you know, you, you can kind of tie him in with uh, Sir, Sir Barristan Selmy, um, who, when he becomes Sir Barristan the Bold, right, or when he, um, like like that Defiance of Duskendale, when, when he's able to go in there and kind of rescue King Ares, uh, it's it's basically, I mean, they're, they're, they were on the other side of that, essentially, and... Um, you know, so it was this this time when the Mad King was really just out of control, <laughs> out of control, and uh, you know, Sir Barristan is able to go in there and and save him and stuff. And wow, the the wrath of the Mad King afterwards. Well, he was just killing everybody, anybody who had defied him or who had you know and had played some role in uh, his his kidnapping and his capture or whatever. Uh, he was laying their houses low, and. So Sir, Sir Barrison's able to kind of, uh, Sir Dantos survives, essentially. He's, he's the only one who kind of, you know, from, from his house anyways, that, that makes it. And he ends up going uh, to King's Landing to serve as a squire. And he, he was to never, you know, we never did return to Duskendale. Um, and then we see him later on, uh, you, you know, we, like he's, he kind of becomes the, the court uh, gesture, right? Like, like the clown, if you will. Uh, because of he's he's a drunker. I mean, he's just he's yeah. drinking all the time. He's always drinking wine and stuff. 
And so today, you know, he seems to be the character who is behind Sansa's rescue because, you know, she spared him. She saved him. You know, she told uh, Joffrey that it wouldn't be good to kill someone on his name day. And so that's really who he is. And that's, that's, that's sort of where we're at. But I guess going forward, if I'm thinking about why, you know, why we hear his name so much in the series, um, it's that, you know, Littlefinger, and I'm going to kind of jump ahead here. The way in no, which he go right ahead. Yeah, yeah. The, the the way in which he uses this character um is well he, he uses him as this kind of the smokescreen, you know, for his own schemes. And so he puts a lot of this I, I think he's he's crafty. He's always watching, right? He he sees a way in which like everyone so saw Sansa intervene for him, and so it would make a lot of sense that he would want to repay her and 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 help her out. You know, now he doesn't do that without any prompting from you know, uh, others. And so once that takes place, you know, that, that allows Littlefinger to kind of work and do his own thing. Um, you know, Brian, Brienne of Darth. Right. Yeah. Uh, Brian. You know. and, and if you listen to the audiobooks, <laughs> well, when she, she, uh, um, later on, I mean, she will be trying to track this, this night, uh, down and try to figure out maybe where he took Sansa. And so that's why his name keeps kind of getting mentioned. And we go, into Duskendale, we go to these other places where, um, yeah, I think at one point she even sees his ruined castle. You know, sees like where his his family homestead was, and sees that it's ruined, and, and thinks maybe he took her there. And so, so really, that's why his name kind of sticks with us. And then it does take us back to the defiance of Duskendale, uh, and and Sir Barristan's story. But his is pretty pitiful. I mean, it's pretty it's it's a pretty sad, you know, story. Um, yeah, it's it's just I don't know. It's it's tough. I kind of feel sorry for him, right? You know, he's, he he loses his family. He's supposed to be this knight, this last surviving member, and and he wins no renown. He's not right. whether he's whether he's good or not. I, I don't know. He's uh, he doesn't do too well, and and he ends up you know turning to the drink quite a bit. So yeah, you know, and really, uh, his story, if anything, shows just how there's always something going on in the background, right? Because we never see Littlefinger talk to him. We never see. Uh, you know, or hear that Littlefinger is, you know, has some sort of plan going or, or anything. But, you know, right here, this is really all Littlefinger talking to Sansa in this chapter. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. uh, all right. Well, um, last week we were with Tyrion. Uh, it's where Tyrion had met with uh, Grandmaster Pycelle, Littlefinger, and Varys and gave them each a secret plan um to see you know who would who would give up his his plan right you know he's going to send uh, and one he was going to send marcella to dorn one send tommen um and uh you know he he's basically just giving out these plans to see who's going to betray him right uh so the last time we were with sansa sansa stark had attended the tourney of king joffrey's name day after several poor contestants joffrey um, becomes enraged with Sir Dantas Hollard, who we just talked about. Uh, after he arrives half naked and too drunk to compete, Sansa manages to convince Joffrey to make Dantas her new fool instead of executing him. Afterward, while Prince Tommen is riding against a Quintin, uh, Tyrion arrives to assume his position as Hand of the King. So uh, this time, um, Sansa too, in response to a secret note, Sansa takes advantage of a ruckus outside of the Red Keep to sneak to the Godswood where she is disappointed to find Dantas Hollard instead of the dashing knight she prayed for. Nevertheless, Dantas says he has a plan to help her escape and take her home. On her way back, Sansa runs into a drunken Sandor Clegane who escorts her back to her chambers. 
uh, all right here. Uh, come to the Godswood tonight if you want to go home. The words uh, were the same on the hundredth reading as they had been on the first, when Sansa had discovered the folded sheet of parchment beneath her pillow. She did not know how it had gotten there or who had sent it. The note was unsigned, unsealed, in the hand unfamiliar. She crushed the parchment uh, to her chest and whispered the words to herself, Come to the Godswood tonight if you want to go home. She breathed ever so faintly. Yeah, so that's the so that's the that's the letter that she's now received. We don't know who it's from uh, initially, but mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I guess who could you imagine? You know, in in Sansa's mind, she's thinking of oh, it's probably some gallant knight. Like, who would be that gallant knight? Like, you know, have you yeah that you that you that you would be imagining? Well, and I I think maybe you start to think from her mind, it might be a knight who had snuck into the city, similar to how her her, her mother is able to to sneak into the city you know um and 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 things so like or or there are multiple people who who were able to kind of you know uh get into king's landing without being noticed and and what have you so maybe she's hoping for that right because mm-hmm. so far the nights that she's been around and it's not going to be one of the king's guard i mean they're treating her right. terribly um and i was thinking um Beric Dondarrion, you know, I was thinking someone like that who who she looked at fondly and and thought highly of, you know, w- would she be thinking maybe he came back in here or there's some secret plan or some plot to kind of, you know, get me out or whatever. Um, that's where I think my mind would be going. Like maybe my, my mother, my brothers have figured something out and they've sent someone in uh, and, and you, you get really built up and then to find out it's it's kind of a letdown, right? That like, oh, it's just this guy that I that, that I helped spare his life. And he doesn't seem able, I mean, he doesn't seem very competent or what have you. And and he's also, yeah. like the weaknesses that he, I mean, he's in front of the king, drunk, doing w- whatever. I mean, like that's, uh, I don't know, it just doesn't seem, I would be very discouraged, right? Right. Right. Yeah. And as you said, you know, those Kingsguard just treating her terribly. Um, I mean, the only other person I could possibly think of would have, would be, um, you know, maybe she's thinking it's the Night of Flowers, right? You know, she, Loras, Loras mm-hmm. Tyrell is who she'd be kind of just maybe imagining. Um, but that, I mean, that's just in her kind of a mind of thinking of the kind of night yeah. she would be she would be imagining. So, um, yeah, and as you said, you know, she's uh, she, she's she's going on here. What could it mean? She uh, should she take it to the queen to prove that she was being good, right? Maybe it's a it's a test, right? Um, you know, and then she nervously, she rubs her stomach. The angry purple bruise Sir Marin had given her had faded into an ugly yellow, but it still hurt. Uh, you know, then she goes on a little bit about, um, you know, just thinking, thinking about the, the nights, right. And we go back over that and how they were kind of mean and how they, you know, been hitting her. Um, and as you said here, yeah, you know, may, perhaps it was one of the red wine twins or Sir Balon Swan or even Beric Dendarian, the young Lord, her father, uh, or her friend Jane Poole had loved. Mm-hmm. You know, then she keeps just going over it, you know, come to the godswood tonight. Is it a cruel jape of Joffrey? Right. So maybe she goes and she thinks, you know, it's a test from him yeah. uh, to prove that she's going to be loyal. Um, yeah. Yeah. I and, and I think it's so cool. You know, some, anytime you like like you bring up a character like like Jane Poole, we never know like for, for, for so long. We don't know what happens to her and, and where she went. She's just taken away from Sansa and she she 
you know, it's just it's interesting to hear her think about these different characters and maybe what they would want and and for us to recall that uh, it just it paints a good light on on Beric and Darian and so I always love that you know I'm always like right. I'm, I'm I'm here for that let's go <laughs> but yeah yeah it's she's she's trying to imagine you know who who this could be and what do you do is, is is it a test and she is learning she is growing up she's realizing very quickly that this is a dangerous place to be it was dangerous enough that her father was killed and she sees how I mean. Gosh, just a few, just just being around, uh, you know, Joffrey any amount of time, and and you can kind of figure out that he's crazy, he's he's yeah. not all he's he's bonkers and he's he's uncontrollable, so you just don't know what games are being played with, and it's super dangerous. Um, so yeah, yeah, she's got to decide: do I throw it in the fire? I mean, do I do I act on this? What do I do? So yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and that's and that's uh, that's what she's going over, right? She's just going over and over and over in that in her head about all the possibilities, um, you know. So then, you know, she she realizes, you know, she's she's uh, she talks about how she's allowed to really the queen had given her freedom of the castle, it's just as long as she stays inside Megor's holdfast, you know, she can she can she can go kind of wherever she wants, um. You know, she just can't really. She can't. She can't obviously leave the leave the castle. Yeah. And she right. talks a little bit about here about you know how she misses Septa Mordain and even more Jane Poole, her fr- her best friend. You know, the Septa had lost her head with the rest, right? You know, and so it's now crazy. she's, you know, she's thinking. You know, she's kind of thinking here because we really actually don't get a lot of Sansa chapters. Um, I mean, comparatively, uh, yeah. because a lot of her chapters, you know, especially once she marries Tyrion, a lot of her chapters are just Tyrion chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she is a POV character, but we just don't get a lot really until later. Um, and so now it's kind of like catching up, like, you know, you know what, you know, the people she's missing and all of these things. And you think about Septa Mordain, well, that feels like so, so long ago. But, you know, before that, she really didn't like the Septa, right? She always thought she was kind of stupid. And yeah, making, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, not it, it, it different than how Arya would, but, you know, just kind of like. You yeah, know, it's, just it's, just just everything she didn't structure, know. She had to, yeah, exactly. she's, little, she, she's younger, and anytime right. somebody's trying to you know put you in put you in line or make you do something, you get kind of grumpy. But then you realize that person was cared a lot about you, cared about how you appeared, you know, taught you a lot of lessons, and she she recalls those, which is interesting because Arya does the same sort of with her mentor that she you know favored. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's like they're trying now to grow up pretty quickly. And they have to think back to what their mother, what their father, you know, um, had taught them. They're drawing on past experiences and then they're gaining uh, rapid experience. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, OK, so, you know, she then she talks about uh, she just talks a little bit about like what she can do in here. Right. She talks about how she's allowed to ride, um, you know, but she she's allowed to go riding, but only in the Bailey. And it gets boring to go around and around in a circle all day. Um, you know, she's and then uh, some shouting starts right mm-hmm. off in, off in the distance uh she's you know she can't make out the words but she creeps her window to see men running to the walls carrying spears and torches you know go back to your bed sansa told herself this is nothing that concerns you um go to bed uh but then you know the night that was watching over her uh, is gone so she thinks oh you know maybe i can you know this is madness but like now i could i could go right yeah um yep. Has Stannis and Renly come to kill Joffrey? Um, you know, uh, just everything's just kind of running through her mind. Yeah, it's it's chaos, and this is the again. If this doesn't happen, right? She's throwing that in the fire and not going out because right. There's too much. There's too many people. It's too it's too risky. But now all of a sudden, it's 
I think maybe at first you would think is is it coincidence, but no, someone left a letter, you know, a, a note here, and now they've paved a way for me to go. This is all seeming like it's a plan, and like someone is mm-hmm. maybe trying to break me out or save me or something. Um, <clears throat> and then then she being younger, uh, just you know, again, is is super hopeful and 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 doesn't uh, well, she doesn't have a lot of you know ex- experience with this. I mean, what do you do? Like no. it's yeah, it's it's life or death this here. Is- so yeah this is all new for her this is all totally totally a new situation a new type of thing i mean the beginning of playing the game of thrones really mm-hmm. yeah yeah so so yeah she gets the now one thing i want to bring up here so as she decides to kind of leave here what's up with the cat you know there's a cat i mean it, like again they this cat just always just just running around this ragged you know cat um this this black tom cat right um with mm-hmm. a chewed off ear and I'm just mm-hmm. sitting here going, <laughs> there's the cat again, you know? Yeah, the cat uh, the cat shows up from time to time. A lot of people think it's uh, Balerion, the Black Dread, like reborn, right? As this, as this <laughs> cat. That's a, there's a, there, there's a, you know, there's yeah. a, there's an argument for that. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's just kind of funny that how that cat kind of uh, just different characters come across that cat. And Oh, the cat's going to be a big deal. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. It, it it shows up too often for it not to be. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, again, it's just Gurr introducing this character that we, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. And then we, it, you know, it ca- it just causes us to think about the all cat, these things. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the cat lure, leaves us to, down, the, to, down a rabbit hole. I mean, the cat's chasing rabbits, and here we go with it, you know. we're <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, uh, so as she's running, she reaches the God's Wood. Uh, the noises had faded to a faint rattle of steel and the distant shouting. Sansa pulled her cloak tighter. The air was rich with the smells of the earth and leaf. You know, Lady would have liked this place. And she thinks about Lady a little bit in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just kind of like, you know, they talk later when she when she runs into the hound. She's talking about, you know, like, you know, Lady could smell a lie. And there's just a lot of a lot of a lot of thoughts about um, Lady in this chapter. So, uh, you know, so she's here. She's like, you know, there's still something wild about the godswood even here in the heart of the castle. Um, you know, she Sansa had always favored her mother's gods over her father's. So that's the statues, the pictures, um, the fragrance. Yet she could not deny the godswood had a certain power too, especially at night. Help me, she prayed. Send a friend, a true knight, to champion me. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. When 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 you first read this, because I, I remember when I first read uh, about her, like this rescue attempt, I thought to myself, I said, there's one, you know, there, there's there's Sir Dantos, right? And I th- I'm thinking, let's go. I, I, I knew a little bit about George Martin, and I thought, he's wrote, he's written this character, this this kind of, you know, overweight knight who's drunk, who's going to save the freaking day. And I'm sitting over here like, let's go. I was so mm. fired up. And then I was so let down later because <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, it's it's not who you would expect. And, you know, here we go. And then it just it's, it's one of those things. That if you go back to when you first, you know, read this, you're, you're sort of like, wow, this is getting this is crazy. And then he always just takes it another level. It's never ultimately what you think it's going to be and because we sometimes as the reader are a lot like Sansa in that we like like this starts to look like it's going to be high fantasy and it's going to turn to something you know where 
these knights are going to rescue her and this one who who looks like you know just a just he's he's an idiot <laughs> but he turns out to be this gallant you know knight it's like no come on that's not that's not reality uh so mm. it's just it was kind of kind of funny for well do you do you think it's interesting that sansa is praying in front of a heart tree and then yes. a knight shows up yes i do I do. I actually thought about that myself. I, I, I thought we need to go kind of, you know, look again at all the different things that, that, um, you know, I, I have started thinking more about the, you know, people, there's people theorize that every time somebody prays in front of a heart tree and something happens or, you know, that, or you hear the wind move or something that, you know, mm-hmm. there's all, like the, I almost want to call it like the grand brand conspiracy, right. Where it's like yeah. brand is secretly behind everything. And if there was, and you had to explain some incredibly crazy time story, you know, arc uh that it would explain a lot why it's taking Gur so wrong to write so long to write wins winner like hold on i gotta mm-hmm. tie this piece here and this you know and then yeah yeah oh yeah and and yeah i, th- I think we gosh that, that's that's the big thing so the 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 eyes you know in in the gods would you know what do what do the old gods see what can they see I mean, first of all, just go back to the fact that Leaf was walking around about 200 years ago, but, you know, even after Aegon's conquest, you know, in, in down even as close as King's Landing. Okay, so, mm-hmm. like, like it's, that's, that in and of itself is wild. You Flash forward to the end of the series when, when Leaf talks about that, uh, it makes you think. So, they're, they're still, they still have a connection to these, to these trees. Their power is less, you know, the further you, you go down south, just because of the lack of werewoods and, and you know, and and everything but still there's something to it and it makes you go you know think like because we do we get this dis- this discussion about the seven versus the old gods and um you know what which which of her prayer you know which god answered her prayers you know and is this really even an answer to her prayers so yeah, yeah. so um yeah exactly we, we have a, we have a man step out you know he, he wore a dark gray robe with a cow pull for cow pulled forward but when a thin silver sliver of moonlight touched his cheek, she knew at once by the blotchy skin and the web of broken veins beneath. Sir Dantas, um, you know, was it you? Uh, yes, my lady. Uh, he reaches out a hand. She says, don't. You know, what do you want with me? Only to help you, Dantas said, as you helped me. You know, she thinks he's drunk. So, you know, she's thinking, oh, God, this guy's an idiot. You can mm-hmm. get me in trouble. Uh, you know, he says he's only only one cup of wine tonight, to, you know, basically to help my courage. If they catch me now, they'll strip the skin off my back. And what will they do to me? Sansa found herself thinking of Lady again. She could smell the uh, she could smell out the falsehood. She could, but she was dead. Father had killed her on account of Arya. She drew the knife and held it before her with both hands. Are you going to stab me? Dantas asked. I will. She says, tell me who sent you. Uh, no one, sweet lady. I swear on my honor as a knight. Right. You know. Yeah. And so he's 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 a knight no longer, really, because uh, Joffrey turns him in, turns him into a yeah. fool. I, I right. And so yeah, there there's something. And then it's even like, but I remember as again, I keep going back to when I first read this that that I was just so hopeful because I'm like, oh, he's saying all the right things, and that's the problem. He is saying all the right things. Um, he even knows how to play to this this idea that. Um, you know, he's, he's a fool who like the whole Florian connection and, mm. and knows that she's, you know, into those tales and, and, and stuff. I mean, it says, you know, when she first sees him, she says, you know, was it you? Uh, and she, and it, the, the description is that she says that, um, with a broken heart, like she's, she's heartbroken because it's him <laughs> and it's yeah. just like, oh, you know, oh crap. And then he starts to kind of say some of the right things and you think, okay, okay. You know, and then, and then this starts to get a little bit better, but, um, 
Yeah, well, and the, and the other big thing, too, is what you said that she mentions Lady. And she, she mentioned something really interesting, that Lady could smell out falsehoods for her. She knew that about her dire wolf, that it could smell out falsehood. And unfortunately, Lady's not there. Uh, and it, it kind of, if you take that and you think about why Catelyn says later on that it's important to keep those dire wolves close, well, right there, they, they, they can sense, you know, treachery and, and, and things. So, uh, yeah, it just shows you how important it is for, for the Starks to keep their dire wolves nearby. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he says, yeah, sweet lady, I would be your Florian, Danto said, humbling, uh, humbly falling to his knees before her. Slowly, Sansa lowers her knife. Um, you know, this is madness to, to trust myself to this drunkard. But if I turn away, will the chance ever come again? You know, so then she asks him, how would you do it? How would you get me away? Uh, he says, taking you from the castle will be the hardest. Once you're out, there are ships that would take you home. I'd need to find the coin and make the arrangements. That's all. He says, can, can we go now? Uh, you know, beginning to, you know, hardly daring to hope. Uh, this very night, no, my lady, I fear not. First, I must find a sure way to get you from the castle when the hour is ripe. It will not be easy nor quick. They watch me as well. Um, he's, then he asks her, you know, to put a, put away her blade. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. then she says, rise, sir. You know, she does have a night. She does have at least a blade out. It's almost like she's <laughs> yeah. knighting him, you know. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you, sweet lady. Um, Sir Dantos lurched uh, clumsily to his feet and brushed uh, earth and leaves from his knees. Your lord father was a true man as the realm has ever known, but I stood by and let them slay him. I said nothing, did nothing. And yet when Joffrey would have slain me, you spoke up. Lady, I have never been a hero, nor Ryan Redwine or Barristan the Bold. I've won no tourneys, no renown in war, but I was a knight once, and you have helped me remember what that meant. I, My life is a poor thing, but it's yours. I mean, you know, like, so again, as you first read this, you're like, let's go. I mean, I am I'm backing Sir Dantos, like, through and through. I'm like, this guy is stepping up, you know? I mean, he does, though. I mean, he, he does. does. He, yeah, he plays he, a role. He, he does he he does play a role it is a, a self sacrifice uh i mean he doesn't know that he i don't think he knows that Littlefinger is going to kill him but yeah. i mean he yeah. is he is, he does risk his life to save you know yeah. uh, like a, a maiden trapped you know in an enemy castle yeah and, and and again you know as if you think about who's pulling the strings and you think about all of that and you, and you wonder i think i said i don't know if it was when this was, um, but previous to this, I think we do actually see him in the, um, uh, like, 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 like in the courtroom or, or, or the hall or whatever. And it, Sansa makes eye contact and it's as if someone sort of steers him like, oh no, don't talk to her, you know, type of thing. This is before he becomes like a fool. I think it was said somewhere, or maybe it was a different night, but there is this idea that there are those who, they know this is Sansa Stark and they know, um, you know, she's, she's beautiful and, and she's, you know, betrothed to Joffrey, the whole thing. Uh, so she's a big deal. She's she's well known. And if I guess if you're Sir Dantas and you're thinking about like, how do I redeem myself? How do I win honor and glory or whatever? Um, even even to him, like this has got to be if, if you're the pup, if you're if you're pulling his strings, you're 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 playing on the idea that like this is a chance for redemption. Look at this this individual. Look at where she's at. Look at what she did for you. And you paint the story for him and you say, wow, is isn't this next level? I mean, you're you're going to be. Like songs will be sung of this, you know, deed, and he could yeah. just be this great hero. And he's in this position where no one would, you know, suspect him. And it's like I wish he came to that conclusion on his own completely. I, maybe to some degree, 
he 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 he's sort of led that way and then eventually he buys in and believes it himself and then is is on this you know journey to try to save her but uh man right there he's saying all the right stuff and you're just like wow this is this is cool um but yeah it's a reread and we know where it goes <laughs> so. right right i know yeah it's uh it's it's unfortunate right so um you know as, as we're going as we're going on here you know, you know, he talk he talks about you know, there's men watching me. You, have, I have a role to play. You must do the same. Um, one misstep in our heads will adorn the wall like your father's. Uh, you will need to be brave and strong and patient, uh, patient above all. Uh, I will be, she promised, but please make it as soon as you can. I'm afraid. So am I, Sir Dantos said, and I, I'm sure he is. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was just knighted with a butter knife. I mean, like, what this? I, I know. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's great. <laughs> so am I. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what you want the person who's who's you know supposed to be this gallant knight saving your life, right? You know, right? Yeah. Uh, Which so, is why I like him. That's why I was sort of like, okay, I that's kind of real. Go, man. So let's right. go, bro. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. Better if we're never seen together. You know. Um. You know, my Florian. She whispered, "The gods heard my prayer." Um. You know, in. And again, you know, that just goes back, you know, knowing what happens to him, this this idea of all of the songs and and everything that Sansa hears, you know, it just comes to a, a crushing reality that none of that stuff is going to play out the way it is. Mm-hmm. The, you yeah. know, all of the Yeah. Like your like your songs. Um, and so that that actually kind of comes comes here, too. So as she's as she leaves, um, she's, you know, kind of she's kind of racing back down to her to her room and a man steps out of a doorway. Uh, you know, iron fingers caught her by the wrist before she could fall, and a deep voice uh, rasped at her. It's a long roll down the serpentine little bird, want to kill us both. His laughter was rough as a saw on stone. Uh, maybe you do, you know, the hound. Uh, you know, no, my lord, pardons. I'd never. Sansa averted her eyes, but it was too late. He'd seen her face. You know, please, you're hurting me. This is where she tries to wriggle free. And what's Joff's little bird doing flying down the serpentine in the black of the night? You know, where were you? Uh, you know, she says the gods would, uh, praying for my father and for the king, praying that he'd not be hurt. You know, I think I'm so drunk that I'd believe that. So, you know, uh, talking about a lot, uh, uh, how, how people can smell out lies right or or, or or figure out lies that's like kind of an underlying theme in this mm-hmm. in this chapter you know the hound talking about how he's able to do it her talking about how uh lady was able to do it yeah yeah exactly yeah 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 that's, that's important to kind of to either have that ability or or to be one who is is um yeah versed in that yeah yeah so um yeah so the hound has her he talks about you know you look almost a woman right um but you're still a stupid little bird singing all the songs that they taught you you know sing me a song why don't you uh sing me some song about knights and fairy maids um uh he says you know true knights my lord true knights he mocked and i'm no lord no more than i'm a knight do i need to beat that into you Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so th- they're kind of having a little bit, uh, you know, um, ab- about this. Uh, and so he's, you know, he's, he's basically, he's basically walk- walking her back. Um, and Sir Boros is, th- Sir Boros meets him. Right. And then yeah. the hound, yeah. the hound immediately just tells him off. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah Sir Boros is there for about a second, you know, um, 
you know, Sir uh, Boros asks her, how is it that you were not in your chambers this night? You know, she said, I went to the, the God's Wood to pray for the safety of the king. The lie sounded better this time, almost true. So it's like, hey, here we go. She's she's learning the learning the Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. You know, you expect her to sleep with all the noise, Clegane said. What was the trouble? Um, so, y- you know, the Hound likes her. I mean, in possibly yeah. more way, in possibly more ways than one. But I mean, he does he does kind of look out for her. Yes. Yeah, he does. And I think he even liked, you know, like later on, I mean, it's it's the spirit of these Starks and too, and just knows the, the position that they're in. And he, he knows what's right and wrong. And, and there is actually a lot of, um, you know, parallels too, and not, not a lot of, but there are some parallels between him being Florian, you know, and, and him being. Um, yeah. Well, so, a lot of people. Yeah, there's theory, the, people have theories that the sound that the Hound and Sons are going to end up together. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, just because they talk about that he's that he's um, just the way that he looks and 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 they try to make parallels. Right. He's asking her to sing songs uh, and and things. So. Right. What do they call it? The unkiss or something? Because they almost kiss, but it mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't actually happen. Yeah. Yeah. Let me pull that up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's kind of neat just to think about that and and what his their relationship is going to be going forward. And and the show kind of touched on some of that a little bit, uh, but. Like like later on, you know, I remember we were theorizing in season eight, maybe something would, would come of that. It never really, you know, did. Um, but 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 the idea, like the the, the story actually between those two, uh, Florian and Jonquil, is is it's romantic, but yet kind of also sad. It's kind of get this weird, you know. It's it's why it's like poetic. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that that could be that could definitely be something that uh, is covered in Winds of Winter. But yeah, he's he's fascinating to think about. He takes literally. Uh, he takes no lip from anybody. I mean, so he's he's walking there kind of drunk, um, you know. But he he looks out for her several times w- when Joffrey's around, uh, and, and you notice Joffrey doesn't tell. I don't think he does. He doesn't tell um, Sandor to to strike her, does he? I, I think he chooses the other no. um, knights. Yeah, I think I think because maybe he knows, or maybe he's been told. Yeah. You know, I, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And he's always, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'll have to look, but I don't think he ever, he ever is asked to, to strike her. I don't think um, so. Yeah. Yes. And he, okay. So he escorts her across the bridge. Uh, and this is when we get a little bit above backstory on house Clegane. You know, she says, why do people, why do you let people call you a dog? You won't let anyone call you a knight. He says, I like dogs better than knights. Uh, and so then we get a little bit about, uh, you know the backstory to House Clegane, right? So, mm-hmm. um, Lord Titus came between a lioness and her prey. The lioness didn't give a shit whether that um, that whether she was the Lannister's own sigil. Um, you know, tore into my lord's house and would have done for my lord too. But my grandfather came up with the hounds. Um, three of his dogs died running her off. But my um, uh, my grandfather lost a leg, so Lannister paid him for it with the lands and a tower house. Uh, and took his son to Squire. The three dogs on her banner are the three that died in the yellow of autumn grass. The hound will die for you, but never lie to you, and he'll look you straight in the face. And he does. I mean, the hound is real straightforward. I mean, like you could not, you could not be more straightforward than, uh, than the hound. He's he's always telling you exactly how he thinks and 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 everything. So um, he asks her. Um, he says, you know, I never got my song. She says, I know a song about Florian and, and John Quill. Um, you know, he says a fool, right? Um, he says, one day I'll have my song from you. Uh, 
And she says, I'll sing for you gladly. He says, pretty thing and such a bad liar. A dog can smell a lie, you know. Look around and take a good whiff. They're all liars and everyone better than you. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, you know, we kind of forget, right, that that the hound does actually have, you know, we, we talk a lot about the people that, you know, the, the almost like these teachers that they that our, our, our characters go through. Um, you know, we talk a lot about Arya. We say, you know, Sirio Pharrell and then the Hound. But Sansa is also shaped by the Hound a little bit. She doesn't have as many run-ins um, uh, with with him, but uh, she certainly does is, is kind of shaped by him a little bit. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. And uh, th- th- they... Remember how we we, we were well, we were talking about like the things that do shape you those experiences and now Sansa's is thinking about the Septa and she's thinking about Jane Poole. Well, then later on she's going to think about Cersei. She's going to think about um, the Hound and, and all the, all the events that take place here and those will just kind of continue continue on. And um, yeah, it's it's he, he you know he's a big deal. We know this and, and we know he's going to play a big role. I I think in, in Winds of Winter still. Uh, but but you're right. Yeah, there, there's 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 a lot of connections in this chapter and. Uh, between the two and and him asking her for that song. He'll continue to kind of ask her for the song later on. She often sees him drunk and you think about why is he drinking? You know, what is it that, that he is also... So there's another connection. He and Serdantis kind of, you know, um, from time to time you'll see them interacting with, with Sansa. It's, it's, you know, Serdantis is sober and the Hound is drunk, you know? <laughs> like, what? Uh, that's that's crazy. But but truly the Hound is the one who has, I think, her best interest you know, he's, he's really looking out for, um, in such a weird way. It, like, like Sir Dantas even tells us too, like, I may have to be harsh with you and I may have to say things to keep up this, this false sort of, uh, you know, front so that we, no one knows really what, what I'm about. I don't think the hound tells her that, but I think that's what he's doing a lot of times. I think he knows how he has to act in front of Joffrey. Uh, same thing he kind of tells Tyrion in, in a game of Thrones. Like, like, like you can see him switch in the way that he speaks to, Joffrey or the way he talks to people and he insults people when Joffrey's around but then the hound doesn't act that way later on and you do you sort of see the shift when he's either around certain lords or different people so I mean he's, he's still himself for the most part but uh, there's something underneath there's definitely something underneath and maybe after this we'll talk about the unkissed because it is pretty cool mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, yeah I have it I have it pulled up here um I mean, we could talk about it now just a little bit if you if if you yeah, want, it's fine. right? It's, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so the unkiss is the nickname given by to uh, by fans for a kiss remembered by Sansa Stark between her and Sandor Clegane, which did not actually happen. Uh, Gurr has been asked about this, and he said that um, you know sometimes you know you sometimes are, are these younger characters may not be entirely reliable. Right, so mm-hmm. they may be un, an unreliable uh, narrator. So um, it kind of happens. Uh, you know, at the end of the Clash of Kings, uh, we're mm-hmm. still many, many weeks uh, away from that. Um, and it's during the Battle of the Blackwater, Blackwater when the Hound saves um, you know, Sansa. You know, he's, he's super drunk and he offers to take Sansa with him because he's getting ready to leave. Uh, she ends up not going. Um, he mentions he's going north somewhere. She does not understand what this means. He pushes her on her bed holds a dagger to her throat and drunkenly demands that she sing him the song that she had promised him earlier. Sansa's too terrified to remember the words of the song of Florian. 
uh, but instead sings the mother's hymn, right? Gentle mother, font of mm-hmm. mercy, save us our sons from war. We pray, stay the swords and stay the arrows. Let them know a better day. Gentle mother, strength of women, help our daughters through this fray. Soothe the wrath and tame the fury. Teach us a kinder way. The hound falls silent and removes the dagger from her throat, and Sansa gently touches his cheek, feeling, um, uh, you know, she, she feels that there's blood, right? Uh, and blood and tears. Uh, shortly thereafter, he gets up, uh, rips off his bloody white cloak, and leaves. Sansa shakes out the torn and bloody cloak and huddles beneath it, shivering. Serdantis eventually comes for her and tells her that the battle is won and the city is saved. So yeah, so they never they they never kiss at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but she that she kind of remembers that it that he he did. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, fascinating, right? Yeah, like like is it just the chaos of of battle and and the fact that um you know, I mean he's 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 drunk and she's got the he's got like a dagger to her throat and demanding that she sings and it was just all too much. Um you know, or are we or did it, you know, <clears throat> is it something that that did happen and it just wasn't mentioned, you know, like the yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's yeah, it's something that she she tries to remember, you know, whether she she says it happened, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does. So she so in a storm of swords, she remembers it. Um, you know, uh, let me let me pull it up here. She says, um, uh, she's talking. She uh, talking to Mega couldn't sing, but she was mad to be kissed. She and Ala played a kissing game sometimes. She confessed, but it wasn't it wasn't the same as kissing a man, much less a king. Sansa wondered what uh, Mega would think about kissing the Hound as she had. He'd come to her the night of the battle, stinking of wine and blood. He kissed me and threatened to kill me and made me sing him a song, which, of course, doesn't doesn't happen. And so then um, you go to, uh, you know, um, later, uh, in contrast, as he lays dying, Sandor thinks of a song Sansa had sung to him but does not mention the kiss. This is when he's telling Arya, you know, he's like, I, I stood there. I should, but he says, you know, I meant to take her. I should, I didn't have. I should have. Um you know, just, just done, you know, done mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, in a feast for crows and the area Sansa remembers again, um, she says, uh, you know, as the boy's lips touched her own, she found herself thinking of another kiss. She could still remember how it felt when his cruel mouth pressed down on her own. Had, uh, he had come to Sansa in the darkness as green fire filled the sky. He took a song and a kiss and left me nothing but a bloody cloak. Um, you know, and then she thinks of it again, uh, right? You know, when she's thinking about, um, she knows what goes on in a in a marriage bed. She thought of Tyrion and the Hound and how he'd kissed her and gave a nod. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it, but you know, like you look at what George says, right? He says, you know, just file this under um, unreliable narrator and feel free to ponder its meaning. I mean, it doesn't really ever tell you exactly, uh, R- right? Means, well, I mean, right? yeah, yeah. Two quotes, two quotes from you know gur on this uh you will see in a storm of swords and later volumes that sansa remembers the hound kissing her the night that he came into her bedroom but if you look at the scene he never does this will eventually mean something but now it's just a subtle touch something most of the readers may not even pick up on and then he talks about her you know possibly being an unreliable narrator so i mean gur said hey it's gonna come back and be a big deal so i mean we'll mm-hmm. see we'll see what happens jeez that's just <laughs> right. I mean, come on. Oh God, he, he's he's something else. He is something else. Well, and it looks like he said that. Golly, when did he say that? Um, 
But one was in 2015 and one was in 1999. He's been talking about this for years. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So, yeah, there's something yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, all right. Well, um, we do have a uh, a raven here. Uh, if you want, uh, I can I can read here. This is from uh, Maglum. You know. Uh, yeah, he he says, uh, "Greeting, my good sirs, Matt and Ezra. I, your local warlock, have decided to reach out uh, once more through and share some of my thoughts. Uh, this time, focusing um, of my uh, scrying is Cersei Lannister. I have heard her referred to as being one of the best players of the Game of Thrones, and I just have to say that I disagree with this statement. Cersei is a person who lacks long-term planning skills, and I think this is going to come back to bite her." Her survival most of the time comes down to dumb luck or other people saving her. Uh, I've quoted Tyrion on this before, but I believe he once thought on her along the lines of his sister liked to think of herself as a, as Lord Tywin with uh, teats, but she is wrong. Their father had been as relentless and impeccable as a glacier, where Cersei was all wildfire, especially when thwarted. This sums her up perfectly. Cersei cannot build an empire because she's rash. She makes hair trigger decisions and wipes people out alienates allies and drives a wedge further and further between herself and the rest of the world for example she gave power to the faith militant to rid herself of marjorie in vengeance but uh this ended up harming her more in the show we see her blow up the sept of balor if she does this in the books it may rid of rid her of many of the sparrows leaders but will also alienate all of the reach you know, if not render them hostile and likely more of the small folk of King's Landing hate her. The sparrows are loved by the people for their charitable work. If she destroys them in the major symbol of the faith that is the Sept of Baelor, then she'll likely find herself surrounded by far more foes than she can handle. She claims the lion does not care about the opinions of sheep, but a thousand sheep could trample a lion into the dust any day. This is the end I foresee for her, one brought uh, about by her own actions in relations to this, uh, perhaps even by her own son. Tommen does love Marjorie, and we all know that he is her youngest child, the little brother of the family. Uh, but those are just a few of my rambling thoughts. Perhaps you have more to add. Uh, Truth Cups Deepest, Maglum the War, uh, Western Warlock, uh, Idiot Savant, and Master of the Star <laughs> Arcana. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, Cersei's character study is really interesting. Uh, we've talked about it before because um, it, it sometimes it does seem like she's a little in over her head. Uh, and just, you know, we talked about this last week, right, with, with Tyrion, where um, you said, like, she is actually kind of scared, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she just yeah. doesn't really know how to reach out to help for, for Tyrion when she when he's talking about, Tyrion's kind of talking about, oh, here's kind of my plans uh, to, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to save the city and she just kind of, okay, whatever, and rides off. Yeah, it, it, it is, uh, the, it brings up a really good point because I we, we've been speculating about where things are gonna go in Winds of Winter and what could be happening. And she does almost seem to be coming more and more mad. And, and crazy. And if she does actually blow up the sept and she does use wildfire and goes kind of crazy, you could almost see how, you know, like if George and I go back to these, this meeting again that he had with, with uh, Dan and Dave. And if he said, Hey, you know, you know, in my book, Cersei's going to go mad. She's going to be like this mad queen. And they just sort of say, well, that doesn't really work for us. We're going to turn Danny into that individual. Um, You know, you could see maybe why they did that because right now it does look like Cersei's, you know, kind of losing it. You know, I mean, she's, she's, 
you know, she's making some bad choices and you can see why she would even maybe turn on the people. Um, especially if they do like the sparrows and, and they are, if the small folk are, are turning against her, well, to keep them in line or something. I mean, she might turn on the people of King's Landing and really turn into this ruthless kind of ruler. Uh, we don't know yet. Uh, so, so yeah. And, and we've lost, you know, Kevin Lannister, who's, who was keeping some sort of like uh, control over this. And now she's, I mean, look, she's got Kyburn there, you know, I mean, cheesy mm-hmm. cow, like, like you look at somebody who would possibly go mad. I think it would be Cersei. You, you start to look at like the people she's surrounded by, it seems like she would she would be on that arc or that path, um, versus like you know Danny has like Sir Barristan around her and, and Tyrion and 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 maybe uh, if she has Varys later on like that it I don't know it seems less likely that she's going to be the person who would who would go Mad Queen, yeah. uh, and I'm just speaking off the cuff here but like I don't know you know it, it Cersei's Cersei is still very smart and very conniving and and is uh, I. She's she's still a player, a big player of the Game of Thrones, uh, but she does make mistakes. And clearly, Tywin sees the way that she's, you know, uh, played the game, or the way she's done, you know, c- conducted herself and her children in King's Landing as being a mistake. And he's willing to to basically uh, call Tyrion in and and send him as as hand of the king. You know, that's something that he. Doesn't matter that uh, he's mocked him and he has this t- this tenacious relationship. He still says, "Nope, you're gonna. I'm gonna send you in there to fix it." Why? Because I trust you more, maybe, or something like you know. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's 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 hard to say, really, right? Because I mean, I don't know. It's. You remember the memes? Remember the memes of like if Tywin had survived till season eight, and it's like Cersei, you will marry the Night King, right? Uh, (laughs) you know what i mean you know like the you will marry loris tyrell type of thing is i maybe that's ultimately just how he views her and that could totally speak to tywin lannister yeah um just it's his character where it's true i go back and i really go back and forth on tywin a lot because on one hand like especially with Tyrion, i think the most um because with on one hand if Tyrion, you know you play the what if game if Tyrion hadn't taken shay to court with him Mm-hmm. Would everything have been like totally different, right? Was right. it? Was it? Was it? Was would Tywin still have come in, and you're still a dwarf, and all of this stuff? You know, you want to whore yourself, and, and all of this stuff. But if he hadn't done it, and he had maybe done it the way that Tywin had asked him to, may I mean, maybe it would have been maybe it would have been a little a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, it's it's hard to say. Does he actually give them chances, or does he? He just think of them the way they are. And that's, I think, the brilliance of his character is that you're always going to wonder yeah, y- yeah. Y- one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's weird. You have these moments, too, where when he's taken, you know, Tyrion is still a Lannister and you can't take a Lannister. You, that's that's one of ours, etc. You know, I mean, so he goes. Um, it starts a war, right, when, when, when Catelyn takes him. And so there's there's that. Uh, side of it and then you wonder too like the way he treats him he says you're no son of mine and and but they're they're also similar you look at the whole Shea situation and, and like the parallels between the two uh is is he th- does he know that that Tyrion is 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 the smartest is is the most you know um I don't know maybe, maybe a better ruler than than his siblings and and that sort of uh or does he also know that people are going to be cruel to him? And so he's tried to, you know, teach him that like life is, is harsh and it's cruel and you need to learn this now. And sort of that's where we're going. Uh, that's what he's going for because 
And again, every time he looks at Tyrion, he thinks of his wife and and the loss that uh, that he suffered there. You know, it's um, it's bizarre. It's crazy, right? I mean, yeah, even his relationship with with Jamie, right? Where he's like, I mean, he wants Jamie to do this one very specific thing. I just want you to go run the you know Casterly Rock, and Jamie mm-hmm. doesn't want to do it, and so uh, perhaps he takes some of that frustration out on uh, on you know on Cersei and 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 Tyrion. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 hard to say, but that's again that's the brilliance of Tywin's character. Is, yeah, is just that he's it's it's hard it's hard to tell. Does he actually care? Does he not? Right. What, do, do you think though? I mean, when you look at Cersei and and you look at uh, like, do you think she's she's going mad? Do you think she's going to like right the ship and she's going to all of a sudden become? Is she going to? Because she goes pretty dark. And 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 here's the thing. I I think. Like right now, she acts emotionally, and I think maybe one of her weaknesses is that she people know that if they can get to her children, well, then they can kind of force her to do this or that, right? Um, and that's been her big thing. She'll do anything for her kids, um, even if that means working with Tyrion, who she hates. You know, uh, now if they're gone, you know, if that if that goes similar, and we again we talked about Marcella and you know the whole switcheroo. Is she in Dorne? We talked about Tommen. Would he kill himself? Like, I, I kind of wonder, if those two things do happen, if, if, if she loses two more of her kids, at that point, does she become unhinged? I mean, is she then yeah. willing to do anything? And she has Kyburn around her, and she has, you know, um, the mountain, and and, she, and Jamie's not around either, too, to kind of quench some, some of that, you know, wildfire in her, if you will. Yeah, so. I mean, it's possible, but... You know, um, we have something that we're going to cover in extended edition uh, about a possibility of who young Griff might be um, that because, again, he's he, that's such a that's another foe that they have to tackle, whether young Griff is is a Blackfire or the actual Aegon or, you know, whatever. Uh, I mean, it's going to be just it, it's going to be so different. I don't think that it's going to I don't I don't know that Danny's going to fight Cersei. Mm-hmm. In, yeah. in, in in the books i i don't know i don't i don't know yeah. that that's that that's that that's gonna happen um just because uh, it just seems a little it just seems i don't know it just seems so unlikely because <laughs> you do have this you do have this young griff character that who's there and it's just it's such a bigger op another it's another huge obstacle you'd have to get over um you know and we, we uh talked about before about you know i, I, I did a amusing where somebody said the that the events may happen but in opposite order than we saw in the show where uh i do think that it's going to end up being more of the night king stuff and the others being like the final battle than the battle for king's landing yeah yeah sure yeah yeah i know I, i just start thinking about the nature of these characters though and i start thinking about who they have around them as counselors and stuff like that and then you think about where we went in the show and i think as, as we always say, not going to be even close to the same, um, and there's good reason for that, but there's also reason to look at the show and say, well, this is what they did do, and it is based upon what George told us, so or what George told them, so, yeah. Right, right. But, yeah, I don't know. It's all interesting, man. It's all... <laughs> I know. It's, it, yeah. And that's what makes it fun, speculating about it and, and, and all of that, so... All right, guys. Well, uh, we want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter 19, Aria 5 of A Clash of Kings. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. 
We will see you in a week, and remember that the night is dark and full of terrors.